Get ready for a week-long celebration of music, community and fabulous fun with Joy Radiothon 2024. Joy has the largest collection of rainbow podcast content in the world and you can help keep us out loud and proud by donating during Joy Radiothon 2024. Just go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. Mark it in your calendars because Joy Radiothon returns June 1st to 7th and remember, we all flourish with joy. Bonnie Toogood has an excellent game sense and solid foot skills. She's uh, used to be a dual athlete playing netball at state level before switching her focus to her footy career. Uh, she was nominated for the NAB AFLW Rising Star Award in round two of the 2018 season after recording 10 disposals and three tackles in the win over Brisbane. Uh, Bonnie's also unofficially been voted as having the best surname in the AFLW. <laughs> Welcome to Chick Socking Footy, Bonnie. Oh, that last point was probably the most correct thing I've ever heard. <laughs> Thanks for having me. It's, it's just too good. Um, <laughs> so um, the Bulldogs this year are sitting just outside the top six with um, two out of three wins. How are you feeling about your, your season so far? I, I'm pretty I'm pretty excited to have back-to-back wins and to get two wins on the board at the start of the season um, for us is very exciting considering our past two years. Mm. So I think last year and the year before, we'd only managed to get one one win on the board, which is disappointing. So the fact that we've been able to improve and get two on the board and now like we're winning, so it's really exciting. And we yeah. know we're still not playing our best footy, but we're able to show up every week and be fierce and still get the wins on the board, which is good. Yeah, actually, I was reading an article um, in the Herald Sun uh, that, uh, you know, an interview with you said there was, you know, after a disappointing season in 2019, you had a real uh, experience of what you called a switch flick. Um, how, can you explain that journey? And um, there was also some interesting dietary things you took on board. <laughs> yeah, there was a huge switch. I think um, post the 2019 season, personally, I didn't have a great season and probably was focusing on the wrong areas to improve on. Um, but then, yeah, leading into 2020, um, I really switched my professionalism standards and, and put a bit more emphasis on my recovery, on how hard I was working. Um, what we get given from the club is we all need a tick off and is the bare minimum. But if I want to be greater than just the bare minimum I would need to be doing more and we have more focus on what I'm eating how I'm recovering and then that will help me be able to work harder in sessions and get more from what I'm doing Mm. so yeah diet diet was a huge one I started drinking beetroot juice because apparently (laughs) that's got not beetroot juice putting beetroot in my smoothie because it's got some kind of um Super cardiovascular it improves your cardiovascular system so I added that in and that's been a still a journey that we're trying to like the dirt taste that beetroot gives <laughs> um but yeah i did have a huge switch in my mentality um because i don't want to just be cru- like coasting through this i want to be the best i can be so that my team can be the best that it can be yeah well you've certainly got a powerful forward line to lead at the moment with um izzy huntington and jess fitzgerald coming through and you know brooke as well so uh there's you've certainly um got to scrape through to get your own goals I imagine but um Nathan Burke has um 
certainly made his mark on the Bulldogs since he he started as the coach. What's he like? Uh, what's his relationship like with the team? He's a dad. He's a dad. He's a dad. Um, we, he's got a little um, nickname that he's our, he's our dad, but he's just got a real nurturing factor, um, especially because we've got quite a young team and he's coached a lot of the young girls that are coming through anyway. So he's got that relationship with them, but he just really cares. And he's, um, his approach is play footy, um, play to your strengths. Um, strategy and all of that stuff is important and we can continue to build on. But because we are such a, a young group coming through, like we've got to just keep building confidence in our abilities, in our strengths and keep working hard together. So he's just, he's had a huge influence on the Bulldogs, especially our young group. And um, I'm so thankful that we have him in our corner because he's such a good person. Um, and yeah, he's instantly built built confidence into the existing players as well as continue to build the confidence in the girls that he's coached before. Yeah, wonderful. Well, um, there was certainly that iconic photo that I think we'll always remember of him hugging his daughter Alice after the Bulldog Saints game. Um, it just showed how much he loved her and and what a father figure he is. Um, but we've been watching you know clubs and players over this season. You have to juggle. Fixture changes, um, you know, I imagine some monkey in a room with sticky notes constantly <laughs> changing things around. Uh, and, of course, a lot of the players uh, have part-time work and other thing, other commitments going on. How, how's everyone, I mean, we've got utmost respect for, for everyone involved, but how are the players in the club coping with all that? I definitely wouldn't want to be the AFL right now. Um, (laughs) The constant border changes, the um, figuring it all out. Um, They have done a power of work though um, to get as much information from the players to allow this flexibility. And we have, we understand, we have to just understand that the health and safety of the community is the number one priority. So we have to do everything that we can to be flexible and adaptable enough. I know the cliche, of controlling what we can control um, and for girls that ha- like have part-time jobs or full-time jobs it is hard it's hard for them because we don't know what nights we're training until the last minute and that's hard to go to their employers and say oh actually we've got to switch it around but it's also that understanding as well from the employer's point of view like this is just the current climate we're in at the moment and I think everyone's getting pretty good at being flexible and adaptable and that's kind of just what we keep rolling with just as we have to exist in this current current environment. Mm, I think we're all in that boat, aren't we? <laughs> um, we hosted the broadcast at the Pride game at Whitnoval a couple of weeks ago and we didn't know what was happening and you know, all, all week it was changing, so I can imagine what it's like for the players. But speaking of the Pride game, um, you modelled the Pride Guernsey for the Bulldogs and I just thought the Guernsey was amazing. And I have to confess, I work in the LGBTI space a lot, but I had no idea there was so many flags representing so many different um, different people. You know, we know the rainbow flag and some people might know the trans flag, but... Um, what was the inspiration behind, first of all, the Guernsey and, and what does the Pride game mean to you, you know, as a player and, and, you know, with your team as well? Yeah, Nat Gills, who um, designed it in our, internally, um, she did a power of work with consulting with our Bulldogs Pride supporter group to make sure that she creates a Guernsey that progressively accepts and represents everyone within the 
within the community. And I think she did a wonderful job. It was actually, once I learned more about it, I think it was a really good Guernsey to have as a talking point. It mm. was like, wow, look at all of these people that exist within our community that we are properly representing on mm. this Guernsey. And I think that was really powerful instead of just having, you know, kind of the stock standard rainbow colours, which is also so powerful. But I don't know, I just think it had a really different take that started conversations for people to educate themselves about that this is who is in our community, which I thought was so cool. And I was such an honour to play in that jumper and wear that jumper and also model it around because it was the pride round is huge. And Mm. I'm very much a believer of everyone wants to feel love belonging and acceptance and that's what pride round is and the pride game has been for the past four years is that we're creating a a space for people to be who they are and be accepted for who they are who they are and who they love and i think that's super important yeah well we've been part of part of it for the last four years as well and it's just always um such a powerful day and i love the guernsey because it educated as well as as well as the visibility side of it it also educated i mean i got educated from it so it was it was really powerful um and the bulldogs have been a great supporter of joy um as well with um our partnership and connection um but the bulldogs are taking on melbourne this weekend at whitnoval so sunday at 3 10 p.m Um, i have to confess the chicks talking footy team we, we we underestimated melbourne this year we sort of thought oh at least our days left and, you know, I think they might drop off a bit after last season, but we have been proven completely wrong. They've won all three games and, uh, you know, obviously beat North Melbourne last week. So they're they're on fire. What's your strategy? Or not, don't give us away your secrets, but what's your, what's your strategy of the team going into, uh, you know, such an opponent? Can I just say that uh, that game against North Melbourne was awesome to watch. Like that Definitely last was. five minutes. The whole game but it was just such a good game to watch and yeah melbourne melbourne are in the informed team i'd say at the moment mm. how they their ball movement how they rebound off half back is is really kind of scary because how quickly they can move it but for us it's going to be bringing the fierce we're a competitive fierce side we crack in we want the ball we want to win the ball so i think that's where we're going to start with our game plan is like let's let's just get in get our hands on the footy be fierce lay tackles so for us that's where we're going to start um and then i reckon when it comes to friday and we do more of a um pre-game review um we can think about more of the strategy stuff but anything can happen in the aflw environment um you can have teams that are on top of the ladder and teams that maybe are the underdogs and I think as a bulldog we, we don't mind being the underdog coming in and maybe surprising and rough, roughing up a few feathers so um, it's going to be a really interesting game it always is um, against Melbourne and Bulldogs mm. the the great rivalry ever since 2013 in the exhibition yeah. exhibition games so it's going to be good at Whitten Oval yeah Good I remember time. going to the Bulldogs Melbourne game at Eddie Had. Yeah, it would have been 2013. So the two teams have definitely been pioneers in the women's football space, which is awesome. So uh, thanks for 
first of all, for chatting with us today, Bonnie, and also I wish you all the best for your game on Sunday afternoon. We are talking at literally quarter past 11 on Wednesday morning where we've just heard the announcement about lockdowns lifting in Melbourne. So uh, that potentially means that crowds can get down to the, the game, but uh, check the Bulldogs Facebook page and socials for updates. I'm sure there'll be announcements about uh, ticketing, but uh, once that happens, snap them up and get down to, to Witten Oval. Thanks so much, Bonnie. Thank you very much for having me. You're welcome. This podcast was produced by Joy Media. You can support Joy's diverse sound and diverse community this June by donating to Joy Radiothon 2024. Go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. And remember, we all flourish with joy.